everybody. Welcome to an all-new Downright Sports Radio. Uh, today's show, we're going to talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame and the potential of Barry Bonds either getting in or not getting in. We're also going to discuss how Deion Sanders is more than just a coach. And I will do a little role play as I pretend to be an NBA general manager. So... If you're looking at your clock, either on your wrist, or on your phone, or on the wall, you see what time it is. It is showtime! You hear the clapping. Unless you're on Facebook, then you hear nothing but my voice. <laughs> but you hear the clapping. Welcome, everybody, to an all-new Downright Sports Radio. I am your host, the notorious sports critic, player one himself, Brent Reed. And this is an all-new show. For those of you new to the show, as my chair is stuck, hold on. It's very uncomfortable. Chair gets, like, caught up on the rug, and I hate that. 
Like, I think it's just a pet peeve. <laughs> it's the first time you listen to the show. I'm a bit out there. No, uh, it's a sports show. Talk to you by a sports fan. I really appreciate everyone who gets to listen. You can hear the show new episodes at 11 a.m. on Street Madness Radio. You can also listen to the show um, 8 o'clock at night on DynastyRadioNY.com. Brand new every Thursday. Catch the rerun on Tuesdays also at 8 o'clock. But you can listen to the podcast anytime. Brand new episodes pop up on uh, now. I'm moving it. Uh, brand new episodes will appear Wednesdays at 12 o'clock. Uh, and the 12 noon, so uh, middle of the week, you get the show going. Uh, next week, I uh, probably there will be a very special Thanksgiving show, uh, that will air. That should, uh, there probably be, there'll be a podcast version of it, definitely. And uh, that one would be pretty funny. I gotta put that one together Wednesday and, <laughs> and record it Thursday, but uh, yeah, that should be cool and we'll. Uh, steamroll well into December. We're going to have a NBA Christmas uh, basketball game preview extravaganza celebration show. So that should be awesome. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. A lot of things, a lot of things, Johnny, we're getting into. So, let's talk. What's today? What will the notorious one, the loud one, the one with the opinion talk about today well i'm glad you asked i'm glad you are intrigued i'm glad i'm stalling for time while i pull up my notes on this other computer i got a mac and i got a pc that's a song it's a jay-z song (laughs) but i got a mac and a pc and it's a little little hard to uh sometimes navigate the two so we're getting there hold on sorry Doing some in-show stuff, too, at the same time. Making sure everything's running. This I got the sweatshirt on, which may come off in the next segment. Because it's a bit hot. Anyway, so, the Baseball Hall of Fame is around the corner. All right? Uh, so, 2020 class is about to... Um, the 2020 class is here and near. We're getting ready to announce who's going to go in. But the question on... So many people's mind is not who's first on the ballot, whose first year it is, but um, when will Bonds get in? Or Clemens get in? Will the will the guys who unfortunately have been deemed the steroid guys will they get in? So I'm going. It's. <clears throat> Today is Soapbox Day, and I'm going to get on one. So, I watched this thing ESPN, this E60 ESPN put out, and it was on Barry Barnes, and I'm not quite sure what argument they were trying to make. Uh, when, you know, I don't, I don't know what argument, were they make an argument for him to get in? Were they make an argument for him to stay out? It was very unclear, but... What I know is I didn't get to see Mickey Mantle play, who was great. I didn't get to see Babe Ruth play, who was also great. I didn't get to see Bob Gibson, Josh Gibson, Ty Cobb, um, uh, Hank, Willie, uh, Reggie. I didn't get to see those guys play. All I get is highlights and from what people that got to see them play from what they said. What I did, who I did get to see or uh, the players I was privy to watch were Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and um, others who were who are cloaked with the unfortunateness of being deemed steroid guys. And we're just going to jump into it. There's no positive test on Barry. There's no positive test on Roger. It's mainly a lot of hearsay on their part. Alex Rodriguez, positive test. Uh, David Ortiz, positive test. Manny Ramirez, positive test. Uh, Sammy Sosa, no positive test. Mark McGuire admitted, yeah, I did it. Jose Caseco admitted, yeah, I did it. The rest, no positive test. So, let's go around the mountain if we can let's we're gonna circle we're gonna go up the block make a left make a right and come back home and you'll see where i'm getting at uh 
there are, the Hall of Fame rules say that we vote on what they did. They had to play something like 10 years and some nonsense in there about character and all this stuff and how did they affect the team as I throw that cord up the shot. If you're holding guys like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens out, there are two different reasons why either one of them are an end, and I'm going to tell you exactly what they are. As Money Penny continues, my, my, uh, my crew keeps walking around. Money Penny, Shaft, Sleeps, and Mare is the producer as she uh, watches and sleeps. <laughs> They're dogs, for those of you that don't know. But the Hall of Fame used character. That's the big thing. We're not going to vote them in because they cheated. Well, er, pump the brakes. While the guys I mentioned, Clemens, Bond, Sosa, McGuire, while they played, newsflash, steroids was not illegal at all. It wasn't even on the rule books. Not officially until like 2003 did the league even start testing for it. Before then, heh. You're free to do whatever the heck you wanted to do. So character is where the league, it needs voters. We're going to touch on the voters. Where they're taking a stand, if you will, on who to let in. The guardians of the game. The Baseball Hall of Fame is the hardest to get in. They have the least amount of members out of all the professional sports. I like that because I think the NFL lets too many people in. I think the NBA just votes for anybody that made an all-star team. Like, Seriously, like there are guys, we're not gonna go there, but there are guys in the NBA Hall of Fame that should not be there. Like, period. You cannot have certain players next to like this. Either needs to be tears. Like, how are you gonna put Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and then put guys like Tracy McGrady and Grant Hill in the same category? So basketball kind of gets away with because they call it the Basketball Hall of Fame, not the Professional Hall of Fame. But I digress. Um. Character. So these voters say they don't want to vote for Barry Bonds and um, um, Roger Clemens and Sammy Sosa because they cheated. The definition of cheat, well, to to be to be a cheat is to be caught, and they were not caught in any category. In fact, the Barry Bonds in his grand jury testimony clearly said, "I unknowingly took some stuff." So he's claiming, "Hey, I might have potentially." But I didn't take anything. With that being said, and we're going to come back to character. I don't care how much steroids you claim they took. It wouldn't have made them much better. Um, Why do I know that's true? Because there are tons and tons of players who took steroids. And uh, I got one. Chuck Knobloch took a ton of steroids. He hit 70 home runs. I know. I watched him play on the Yankees. Barely hit 10. (laughs) Okay. Character. You want to talk about character. Well, how about a guy like Ty Cobb, who's in the Hall of Fame with second all-time in career hits. The guy who's first is not in the Hall of Fame, but we'll go on that. Ty Cobb is second all-time in hits. He's got one of the greatest batting averages. He batted 366 career. Uh, over a thousand RBIs, uh, over eight, and basically almost 900 stolen bases. Uh, Ty Cobb is an MVP, a Triple Crown winner, 12-time batting champion. Ty Cobb was notoriously known for being a bigot, a racist, and everything under the sun. He used to slide cleats first into his opponents, but he is in the Hall of Fame because of his character. Huh. I don't know about you, but a guy who slides cleat first into his opponent doesn't sound like a very nice guy. A guy who is stamped as a bona fide racist, I don't know about you, but I think the line character starts with race. People don't want to put Barry Bonds in because he wasn't nice to the reporters and he was mean. and He would he would tell him to get out of his face and then he would go thumb his nose up when he would hit like a thousand home runs or uh, or or he would, you know, steal a base or he would be that guy. When they look to poke holes in Barry's career and see he doesn't have a World Series. Well, OK, a lot of guys. Charles Buckley doesn't have a World Championship. What's your point? Um, Patrick Ewing, great player, doesn't have a championship. What's your point? Dan Marino, no championship. What's your point? All in the Hall of Fame. 
Barry Bonds before his quote-unquote steroid use was still the greatest player of his generation. Not Ken Griffey, Barry Bonds. Just look at the numbers. Now, Ken was fantastic. Ken was spectacular. But even if you want to just measure the two on longevity, oh, well, Barry cheated, so what's your point? So Barry was smart to stay on the field while Ken Griffey Jr. was collecting a check at home. I was a big Ken Griffey Jr. fan, but if I had to pick one of the two, you go, your job is to pick a guy that's going to help you win. Barry Bonds made the playoffs multiple times and went to the World Series once at least. Something Ken Griffey Jr. didn't get to do. Uh, shout out real quick to DJ Chase, who's right in. Uh, Chase, I can't see it because the camera's far back right in the inbox, and I will laugh at it because I know it's going to be something funny. All right. Roger Clemens. Character. Character. So what's Roger's excuse? Because Roger Clemens gave reporters exactly what he wanted. Especially when he got to New York, he was loved. The king of New York was Roger Clemens. You could, he could do no wrong. Now, all of a sudden, he can? Why? Because Roger did what he had to do to stay on the field? Uh, again, steroids takes greatness and turns it into superiority. Roger Clemens, before he quote-unquote used steroids, was already great. Roger Clemens was already one of the best pitchers in the world. In the world. In the history of the game. I mean, let's just look at the seven Cy Young Award championships before the steroids. I want to say he had five. Okay? He has an MVP, two Triple Crowns, two World Series, 11-time All-Star. First all-time as a right-hander in strikeouts. Towards the end of his career, when you claim he was doing steroids, it wasn't like Roger was dialing up 95s. He was doing it with hitting his, you know, his. he was a pitcher, not a thrower. Early in his career, thrower. Late in his career, became a pitcher. Sammy Sosa. Even... If you before the steroids, Sammy Sosa still hit like 25, 35 career home runs. And it's still, if you want to take out all the hoopla of the steroids, you still gotta put in perspective. These guys played in the quote unquote steroid era. They were the best in that said era. You're voting in guys that are that have been uh, that played Derek Jeter, Ken Griffey Jr., Mike Piazza, Jeff Bagwell, which, by the way, the two of them have steroid clout. Alvin Pudge Rodriguez, steroid clout. The guys I just named, Sosa, Clemens, and Bonds, were a hundred times better than the guys that you're putting in. And what's your, what, what point are you making keeping these guys? The Hall of Fame is history. And you're keeping history out. Why? Because your feelings was hurt? In the case of Barry Bonds, it's more of he wasn't nice to me and it's a little racial. I'm just going to call it like I see it. Oh, Barry Bonds, if you just would have sat down with me for five minutes and told me more about your favorite color, I would have put you in. Like, stop it. And the Roger Clemens, it has to do with the fact that he let his, he was a hero. Because Roger was the everyman. He was from Texas. And he was tough. And he would go out and he'd play because he loved the game. Roger played because he loved the game, but he loved to get paid and he loved to win. Just like anybody. And these same quote-unquote voters vote in other leagues, like football. Are you sitting here telling me during the baseball, the baseball steroid era, football, those guys just got big and clean on their own? What genetic material... Workout plan at fitness facilities, do they get to attend? Well, you got linebackers and and li- you got middle linebackers as fast as your running backs. But they're just doing it clean because te- technology has gotten better. So those are the excuses you make for football, but in baseball, they just have to stay fat and do it on 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 hot dogs and beer. Because hey, I love that. That's 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 the game of baseball I love. The modern-day athlete gets better. They get tuned. They get in shape. Now, yeah, Barry Bonds' physique, they get better. But I mean, bigger. But so did his age. It's it's a natural progression. The older you get, you get a little bit bulkier. 
Now, did he probably take steroids? 100%. I'm with that. 100%. But Barry on steroids was better than um, Jeff Bagwell on steroids or Pudge Rodriguez and, and, and um, um, Mike Piazza. Three which you have in the Hall of Fame. Now, on a side note, are you going to sit and tell me Tom Brady's doing it all naturally? I'm just going to leave it at that. The man's 45 years old, playing at a level we ain't never seen before. But yet, he's playing clean? Stop it. Stop it. Now, who gets in the hall? This year, you got some guys. You got some guys that did some first-timers. Oh, here we go. So, the first-timers, Mark McGuire, Jimmy Ryle. Oh, nope, 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 nope. Mark Teixeira, Jimmy Rollins, Alex Rodriguez, A.J. Pazinski, Jake Peavy, Jonathan Pavlovon, David Ortiz, Joe Nathan, Tim, uh, yeah, Tim Lincecum, uh, Ryan Howard, Prince Fielder, Carl Crawford, Tim Hudson, and Bobby Abreu. I'm going to tell you right now, ain't nobody on this list making the Hall of Fame. Period. uh, Jonathan Poplabon and Joe Nathan are potential. If David Ortiz goes in and Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens don't go in, the Baseball Hall of Fame needs to be disbanded, and whoever gets the vote needs their votes revoked. Because David Ortiz tested positive for steroids in 2003. That's documented. Not to mention, let me help you out. David Ortiz played on the Minnesota Twins and only hit 12 home runs there. Gets to Boston, and all of a sudden, the guy becomes the greatest designated hitter and hitter, period, in the history of the game. But yet, because Big Poppy had a nice little nickname, man. He was Big Poppy, man. Stop it. Call it. Vote based on what they did on the field. Now, the character feature should be thrown out. Because you got guys in the Hall of Fame. Stop it. This character and all this stuff like that. You got guys who play in the Hall of Fame. um, I don't know. Like 50 years of the game was played before you even let in different ethnicities of players. Not to mention, Chulis Joe Jackson's in the Hall of Fame. And didn't he get caught for cheating? For those of you that don't remember that, I was there for the 1919 World Series. It was terrible. I put money on the White Sox to win, and they couldn't get it done, and I just didn't understand it. I, I was I was very appalled. I bought popcorn in that game, and I was I was thrown off, and I was shocked, and I was disgusted. I, did, I didn't like it at all. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I can see what Chase wrote. Uh, Barry Bonds was a legend. Absolutely. Still is a legend. He's the man. The man. He, he's the man. He's truly the man. It's crazy. I can watch myself on this. This is freaky. How do I close this? <laughs> anyway, hey, this is Downright Sports. It was more for me to cover on this, but I'm not going to bore myself or anybody else with that uh today's show what are we talking about today take it to the board uh we're gonna just uh a little uh we didn't talk about last week the Deion sanders tcu rumors apparently Deion has shot it down and it's not gonna happen so we'll see how that goes uh also uh if you can't read that i'll just say it for you Cam Newton made his return, and then we're going to do a little role play. If you're listening to the to the radio, you listen to the podcast, you know we're going to have some music on today. So it's going to be some smooth grooves, if you will. All right. And then um, we will do the news bulletin going into the third segment. Hey, if you're watching on Facebook Live, stick around. We'll be right back. Uh, we will go to black, and then we'll be back for the second segment. And I think that's Jay on. Congratulations to Jay, who is now a married man. That is what's up. I'm getting old. The guys like coaches getting married. Like, where is my life going? But um, if you're on Facebook Live, stick around. Uh, well, look for the post because I'm coming right back after the next song. And um, I got to take off the sweatshirt because it's hot as hell in here. Tower Sports. Shakespeare in the park. Does mother know you wear as her drapes?
line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! All right, we are back. All right, yeah. <clears throat> All right, thank you everybody on Facebook Live for watching the first segment. Uh, appreciate it. Nice little audience. Sometimes I'm gonna have to just keep the segments going. You're just gonna have to start seeing the behind the scenes stuff. And I'm not recording the show. Dang it, I forgot. Um. So. Last week, our uh, report started circling that Deion Sanders, head coach of um, of Jackson State, was being pursued by none other than TCU, who let their legendary coach go away. Don't understand. But Deion Sanders uh, made a conscious decision to become a head coach of um, a historical black college, and it... Him doing so because Deion Sanders is such a polarizing, legendary football player. Player, period. Because Deion, we were just talking baseball. Deion Sanders was a baseball player and has a World Series. He played in the World Series. He's one of the few guys to play in the Super Bowl and in the World Series. Like, he's the only guy to do that. I think so. Um, in any case, Deion becomes the head coach at Jackson State, and it drew a lot. He with his. Notoriety with his status, he brought a lot of eyeballs to that school, to that campus, and a lot of the stuff that happened during the pandemic, before that little bit, uh, the um, the focus started popping back up on uh, HBCUs and historical black colleges, for those who keep a score at home, and the positivity out of it was so many people now wanted to start putting their focus and emphasis into it. And it looked like it was going to be about to become the resurgence of, hey, you know, we can get, you know, let's put some of the best athletes in the world and help them play here. Well, <laughs> TCU's like, oh, Dion, we've been paying attention. Ooh, how about you come here? And thank God Dion came out and was like, we don't. I'm not. Don't believe the rumors. Now, enough money can make any man leave his morals. Trust me when I tell you that. But Dion means so much more. Everything is just going off. Dion means so much more in the in the in the scheme of what he can do for not just the college football world, but just for. Historical black colleges, Lord have mercy. And what he, you know, Deion Sanders, whatever he touches, is going to turn into gold in one way or another, positive or negative. He is the, right now, he is the, he is the, the Mike Krzyzewski, the Nick Saban for what historical black colleges need, you know. Now, is historical black college is going to be able to compete on the same level as a Alabama, as a, heck, <laughs> schools that are even lower than that, even as a Liberty or anything like that? Probably not. But is there a, is there an avenue for them? Is there a driving, is there a place for them in the, in the scope of things? Now, I was going to be frank. Kids are not going to sometimes pick those schools because the um, because the the facilities are not going to be on par with school heck with some Division two schools or even D three schools. So you're asking you're you're not asking your top talent college collegiate athlete, but you're asking guys who have the potential of being you know just you know. A one-star, two-star recruit. You're asking them to go to some of these smaller black colleges that don't have the facilities. So that's the first thing. With Dion's notoriety, he can bring in that money that'll help build up some of those facilities. Eddie George, former running back of the Tennessee Titans, Ohio State alum, he's the head coach at Te uh, Tennessee State, and. You're starting to see more and more players drum up interest. Hey, yo, we can go coach at these historical black colleges and draw an interest. And it's going to be interesting in the next few years, especially 
with some of these conferences doing this realignment stuff. You got schools changing. You got some of these small conferences trying to survive, and they're taking in some of the uh, uh, the black colleges in D1. So it's going to be very interesting in the years to come. Will it stay a trending topic, or has the fad ended? Because, you know, there's no Instagram cause going on right now to make people say, hey, I'm down for the HBCU. I went to a HBCU, and I can tell you first and foremost, it's not an easy thing to to get behind because my school is not even around anymore because of its own you know misfortunes and mishandlings of things. So you're asking people, you're asking young black kids, and to be honest, HBCUs and I think in baseball they have done this, but they're gonna have to come up, they're gonna have to open it up wider, and you're gonna have to start welcoming in. Uh, uh, um, young white kids, young Hispanic kids, and opening up the eyes and getting that talent there and trying to grow it in a different direction. Because, I'm going to be real, you're not getting the number one. If the number one recruit in the nation is going there, you're giving you're, you're, pay, you're basically giving up the school's uh, uh, savings to get them. Because a kid that wants to play Sundays instead of Saturdays in the NFL, he's going to want to go to a program that's got that pipeline. The Bamas, the LSUs, the Virginia Techs, the Miamis, the uh, USC's. And, you know, what the black college is going to start doing is emphasizing on them kids who, you know, are just two tiers under and building them up and then starting to show a winning system. And, oh, here we go. Here's how this could roll. And, you know, the TV... Exposure's coming. Uh, ESPN is putting a lot of it on TV, but it goes to what I just said. Is the fad over? And I always ask this question. Paramount, which is technically CBS, is owns BET. You know, why didn't BET ask for the, the rights for all the HBCU games or the big games and every Saturday? Because I see what BET puts on Saturdays and every other day of the week. It's like the 900 Martin rerun. Like, you can fill up those Saturdays with college football and people will watch people will watch those games families will watch families who can't go see their teams play will watch the HP and they can fill up Saturdays throughout the year with HBCU sports football basketball baseball women's volleyball uh there's all it has the same things and that's the opportunity right there BT, if you heard me, I am willing to be the executive of your sports programming. Like the 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 league, not the league. The game shouldn't be the only sports show you're putting on your channel. Catch that one. Um, side note for me, for all you haters out there who thought Cam Newton would not be back, well, I got news for you. Yesterday. The prodigal son returned home to Carolina. Oh, Cam. Oh, Cam. Cam Newton returned. Yes, I am a Cam Newton fan. Have been since his days in Auburn. I thought Ron Rivera in Carolina mistreated the poor man. A guy who was a league MVP. Took a 15 and 1 team to a Super Bowl. You find me not. Okay, that's a hard one. You find me 25 other guys who were able to lead their team to a Super Bowl, and I will keep talking because I ain't never going to shut up. That 2015 year, Cam Newton threw 35 touchdowns. Uh, he rushed for God knows how many. I don't feel like looking all it up. Just know. Cam Newton is back with Carolina. I don't think it's right he was ever let go. Um, in teams that passed up on him, like, you're, that's your loss. Um, I know a lot of people, like, he led them to a to a win. I don't know if he led them yesterday, but it's something to be said, you know, when, you know, somebody comes home and everybody gets a little excited. So, this week, they play the Washington football team, and if it, if Carolina announces Cam is starting, I promise you, I ain't never root so hard against the Washington football team, and I'm a Giants fan. I have never in my, because Ron Rivera, you could assign him and kind of savage whatever 
debauchery you call the season. Yeah, they beat Tampa Bay yesterday, but, you know, everybody throws up a clunker. You know what I'm saying? Tom probably slept in an uncomfortable bed somewhere in Maryland. He's used to sleeping on, like, a thousand thread count sheets, and he's just sleeping. Why am I talking like Lars from Metallica? You just sleeping on some bed sheets, and I don't understand what happened. <laughs> uh, I had to do that. Anyway, hey, um, we're going to take a very, 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 very quick break. We're going to go straight into the news bulletin. If you're listening on the podcast, you will not hear the news bulletin. Last week was a fluke. Don't hold it against me. Uh, but uh, for those of you watching on Facebook Live, for those of you listening to the radio on DynastyRadioNY.com and on Street Madness, you will hear the news bulletin, which may be a little bit choppy because I put it together a little choppy, which is not a problem because this show is a fan show and it's done. And let your chop in. I let your chop a broccoli. Anyway, uh, we'll be... Uh, Two seconds. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm not going anywhere.
All right, let's wrap the show up, shall we? Let's wrap it up. Had a little fun there towards the end. I caught a lot. It was just rocking out very hard. So, uh, we touched on the NBA in the news bulletin for those of you that missed it. Sorry. But uh, what is... I want the big screen because this iPad's annoying. I got so many gadgets. My eyes just going to like just go. I'm just going to be like one day. It's going to be a walking computer screen. Just I see everything. Um... The NBA season is going on. We're, what, now? We should be a full month in um, to what's going on in the season. Some surprises, some, you know, not-so-surprises. It's too early to, you know, start deeming teams where they're at. It's way too early to be like, well, that team is just bad and they'll never win. It's way too early for that. With that being said... It is very shocking to see the Washington Wizards be the number one team. Uh, Excuse me. I'm sorry. The Washington Lakers. Yeah. Since they have like half of the Lakers roster from last year. That's a GM job, LeBron. But um, currently right now, if I zoom in because it's a little too far for the old eyes. uh, Currently, Washington 10-3. Brooklyn 10-4. Chicago 9-4. Um... The Miami Heat nine and five, Cleveland I'm surprising nine and six. Good for them. The Knicks eight and six. They won tonight. Uh, Philly eight and six. Charlotte eight and seven. Toronto seven and seven. Boston seven and seven. Uh, those are the ten best teams. Milwaukee currently right now eight and six. They're hopefully turning around. We're gonna touch on that in a second. Out west, Golden State eleven and twelve. Phoenix ten and three. Dallas nine and four, Nuggets nine and five, Utah eight and five, Clippers eight and five, Lakers eight and six, Memphis seven and seven, Kings six and eight, Portland six and eight, and then the Houston Rockets are one and thirteen. That makes me so happy. Uh, so with that being said, it's not too early to make changes to prepare yourself for the future. I don't think teams need to wait till the All-Star break. Now is the time to make a trade because, in my opinion, you have plenty of time now to get the chemistry and everything going into the postseason. You don't want to trade for a guy in in February and then, you know, you got like a little bit of time to kind of mesh and mold that team together. So, what I did was I took a look at teams that could use some help. Now, some of these teams are like, well, Brent, their record was already so good. Well, <clears throat> I still wanted to make a trade. So the players I felt are tradable, and what I did was I went to ESPN.com and I used this thing on the NBA thing. It's like a trade market little tool or trade tool, and you can do hypothetical trades. It's really cool. And um, some of the players I threw out there was Andrew, well, Kevin Love, um, De'Aaron Fox, uh, and Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, and also Ben Simmons. Well, because kids talk trade without Ben Simmons, right? So let's see how we did, shall we? So I just I thought a very good trade. Money is straight up because the money was key. Golden State should trade for Kevin Love and trade Andrew Wiggins. Why, Brett? That's insane. Well, Golden State can use some more help down low. Kevin Love is still a fantastic and great rebounder, but he still could shoot. They don't. They're gonna get our cop, our Clay Thompson back. They'll have. But if you can add a Kevin Love, three fantastic shooters to that team with the. Come on now. Now Kevin Love's weakness is defense, but we might as well throw Andrew Wiggins out on the street because that number one pick bubble has popped. All right. Now yeah, he's having a pretty decent. You know whatever, but. When you look at Golden State, championship or bust is your forte. That's what you want to do. You're looking to win another championship. In my opinion, Kevin Love can get you there. Uh, Andrew Wiggins right now is averaging 18 points a game. Huh, that's terrible. But if I had to choose a guy who already has a championship, has been a multiple-time All-Star, can contribute, and needs a change in atmosphere. I'd probably go with Kevin Love if I could. Is he even playing? 
He is playing. Uh, he's averaging like nine points a game, which is sad. But I think on Golden State, he can have he can be rejuvenated, and a change of atmosphere is good. He's probably just in Cleveland, like living his best life. But that trade, according to this, would be good. So if I was, if I could make that move, I would do Wiggins for love. I really would. I because if I'm Golden, if I'm the own, if I own the Golden State Warriors, Andrew Wiggins is not your future. And Steph Curry, Draymond Green, they're not going to get any younger. And Draymond ain't going to produce too many. 30-point games in his career. Kevin Love's got some more miles. He's got some more miles on that highway. Trust me. Moving The next trade I really liked was um, Milwaukee and the Kings. The, uh, Milwaukee, oh, going back to the last trade, if the Golden State were to trade for Love, according to the trade finder, that's plus eight more wins for Golden State. Eight more wins could be the difference in a home court advantage throughout the playoffs is what I'm saying. For Milwaukee, if they traded Holiday for Fox, that would be three extra wins for Milwaukee. Three wins they can use right now. And I think Fox could be the point guard that team needs. A guy who's been the man on his team for a while and has never played with the caliber of player in uh, the Greek freaking Giannis Antetokounmpo. But could you imagine, you look at what Fox is doing, he averages about six assists a game. He gives you 20 points a game. I think he could be, he, he's going to be more explosive than Holiday. I watched a lot of Holiday play in the playoffs. I forgot he was on the roster half the time. You get what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? Fox could be that key difference. If we look at, right now, Fox averages the same amount of assists as Giannis. Right now, Holiday's averaging four point, 14 points a game with five, six assists if you round it up. Holiday's going to give you more points. He's going to facilitate a lot better. And he's going to be able to allow Giannis to get a little more rest because now you have Middleton and you can have Fox, two guys that are going to be able to contribute and score without needing somebody to feed them the ball. The next trade, we'll save the next one for last, but the next trade, I was trying to find a home for Carl Anthony Towns. Now, his paper is a little bit, he's making a lot. The team I thought partnered the best with Minnesota because the the Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota experiment is it's done. It's over with. Stick a fork in it. You're you Minnesota, Minnesota, you're not winning a championship. Period. Like Kevin Garnett ain't walking through that door no more. Like, let it go. So if we look at Dallas right now, you got um Chris uh, uh, uh Porzingis average about 17 points, seven rebounds a game. Um, if you look at Carl Anthony Towns, that's annoying. If you look at Carl Anthony Towns, about 22 points a game, uh, 10 rebounds a game. Uh, he's also going to give you two shots, a, two block shots a game. You give Luka Doncic a, 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 a versatile big man. Now you're like, what, what about Porzingis? Carl Anthony Towns is going to play a lot better and he, and in the duration of his career, is going to work out because Carnegie Towns is a little bit bigger. He could at least play on the post, and nobody's going to move him off the post. Porzingis, he's tough, but he's going to get moved. Carl Anthony Towns with Luka is a match made in heaven because Luka can play with a guy who's going to be able, he could hit the three if he wants to, but he's got that ability where you can now do a little more pick-and-roll screens, you could do a little more oops. Porzingis, I like him, but he's a little limited in his game. And I think Carl Anthony Towns, that change in atmosphere, that change on the team with a winning culture could make a different, make be that difference maker in Dallas maybe moving on to winning the championship. Finally, the trade you all been waiting for. Where do we send Ben Simmons? First of all, he is overpaid. I'm just going to be very frank with that. Man makes like $33 million a year. Like, I'll take the money if they're going to offer it. But that brother is overpaid. Like, what? Can't even shoot. But anyway, the team that I think best suits him is not L.A. It's not L.A. All right? It's Golden State. If Golden State can't get Kevin Love, could you imagine a 6'9 point guard forward and we already know Golden State can turn a, can win with a player who can't score, <clears throat> Draymond. So, 
Imagine you give them Ben Simmons, right? They already ran point with Draymond and was successful. You can run point with Ben Simmons, who can actually run the point guard, distribute the ball, and now you take pressure off of Steph Curry. You're going to take pressure off of Klay Thompson. You can do. You can run them off of more off the ball plays more. Get them open because Ben Simmons will find them. He will also rebound and he can play a little defense. And if you're trying to teach somebody to shoot, well, what better place than Splash City in Golden State? And Silicon Valley can put a chip in anything and turn it into gold. So I like the Ben Simmons for Andrew Wiggins trade in Philly. Now here's the crazy part. That trade actually doesn't benefit Golden State according to the machine. It actually benefits Philly by six points. Why is that? I'm glad you asked. I was kind of curious my damn self. Philly, based on what Andrew Wiggins is putting up, Philly kind of needs another guy that can score. Obviously, that's been their problem because Ben Simmons is not a scorer. But if you can put Andrew Wiggins with Philadelphia and when Embiid is healthy and back, you give Embiid, and Tobias Harris and what's his last name? Mixley. You put that trio, you know, that little foursome together and you got yourself a pretty decent team and that's a team suitable to kind of make a run. Philly's not beating Brooklyn. They could beat Washington, but they're not beating Brooklyn. I'm not sure Philly could beat the Knicks at this point. Like, if you're Philly, let Doc go. Doc, go work for TNT or something. Because the coaching ain't working. But maybe it's time to trade MB, trade Simmons, just blow this whole thing up and start the process, get that all over again. Just saying. I mean, you fired everybody and you still ain't one. So, two and two ain't four. Something ain't right. Two and two is four for those of you listening at home. Okay? I don't want kids to be like, two and two's not four? The crazy man on the phone said it is. Anyway, hey, thank you all for listening. I uh, appreciate it. It's um, always fun to do the show. Um, Dylan, um, next week will be a very special Thanksgiving show where we're going to be very thankful in what sports has to offer. Sure. Uh, uh, gear up. We're going to do some cool shows uh, in December. Uh, a couple interviews of other podcasters and radio, um, online radio personalities. So, um, really looking forward to that. Um, uh, college is wrap, getting ready to wrap up. So, some bowl game predictions and stuff like that. So, you know, it's that time of year where you got to start finding topics to talk about once football's over. It's, it's a little it's a little weird. Uh, be safe out there. I hope everybody has a, if I don't, you know, have a, a very happy Thanksgiving family, turkey. We're not doing turkey this year. We're going to do steak, believe that. We're going to have the families come in for the first time. We're going to do steak. So, ex- stay tuned. If the show's not back, if Thanksgiving is because we all died. So, <laughs> we all went down in a, in a blaze of glory. No. Uh, everybody be fun. Be merry. Uh, remember what Thanksgiving is actually for, is to be thankful. And, you know, don't be that person that's like... Um, it's not the true meaning. You know what really... Like, stop it. All right. Let's use this as the one time of year we're not all, like, trying to politicize and and make a statement and hold a banner. Like, just shut up for one day and relax. <laughs> like, the soapbox can be put up for a weekend. Have turkey on Thursday and then shop till you drop on Friday and Saturday. All right? So, uh, appreciate everybody. Uh, if you li- uh, listen to the show, I almost forgot to do this. Listen to the show Wednesday at 11 o'clock in the morning on Street Madness Radio. Listen to the show 8 o'clock. Brand new episodes Thursdays on DynastyRadio.com. Brand new podcast drops at 12 o'clock noon on Wednesdays. And then you can, please email the show at DownRateSports at 11 at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Downright Sports and on YouTube at Downright Sports. I appreciate everybody. It's been fun as always. Deuces. That's my mindset. And, um, you know, if this happens to uh, we end up at sixth or fifth or, or, or whatever the case may be, or if we end up in the, you know, the playoff, uh, whatever that.
Yeah, man, what's going on? What's going on? It's Worldwide Sounds Records on, man. DJ I need to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it. Can I get into it? Every week, episode. We're killing the interviews. You're giving topics, all that music, giving insight to all your artist needs. Can I get it on? Can I get it on? Tune in, lock in, and keep getting part of this podcast with me. Worldwide Sounds Records on, man. Get up. Get on up. Get up. Hit me now! 